Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we will be interviewing most worshipful brother Barry Birch, past Grandmaster of British Columbia and the Yukon. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. joining us for part three, I think, of our discussion uh, with Most Worshipful Brother Barry Birch, past Grandmaster of British Columbia in the Yukon. I'm Matt Apple. I am a uh, Mason here in Washington State, along with David Colbeth. And we have also with us our one of our usual hosts, uh, Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung from up in British Columbia. And as I mentioned already, uh, Most Worshipful Brother Barry, who is the uh, put out a paper not too long ago called uh, the, We're All in This Together, and we're going to be continuing our discussion of that from last week with a, sort of a talk about three things that Grand Lodge can do now to help facilitate uh, the Masonic experience in the Lodges. So first of all, thank you, Most Worshipful Sir, for coming out this evening. Well, thank you again for, for having, having, me, uh, having me on. Uh, these are, I think, are important, important moments for us in any way that we can engage in conversation and discussion to keep the craft alive uh, in the absence of meeting in person, I think is, is very commendable. So thank you, for, thank you for doing this and thank you for having me on. So the, just to say for everybody, I think, so this week was a, a all sorts of Masonic stuff going on this week. You, in British Columbia, you guys had the, your Masonic uh, day today. Was that today? Yes, uh, it was. So, and uh, we had the, there was the esotericism and masonry conference that just happened yesterday on, on zoom. And, uh, all, it seems like all sorts of things happened this weekend. So it's a sort of a confluence. We appreciate you, you spending even more time on zoom, uh, with us here. So I guess my, my question is, um, what sort of brought you to this question of what can masonry can do for the, for your Masonic experience? Is that a, is it just something you've been thinking about or as grandmaster, did you have a, a program for that or? Well, um, you know, I <clears throat> pardon me, I, I wrote the original paper uh, when I was senior deacon at a, at a, on a request uh, to get a little bit of insight as to how I was seeing the, uh, you know, the, the near future. So it just seemed to me that um, at, in these times, it was even, um, even more relevant. Um, you know, our, our Masonic world's been turned upside down and, uh, you know, we really do need, we really do need to stay engaged with one another to keep each other, uh, you know, sort of online with our Masonic principles. It's, it's very difficult uh, in, in, in these times, it seems to me, to particularly when, when you were kind of isolated from one another to, 
to keep those tenets and principles alive and on top of mind, there's all sorts of other stresses and strains going on uh, in our lives. So, uh, so I put this, uh, you know, kind of revisited this paper in, in, in more current context. And, you know, I think we've had some really uh, useful discussions here about what each of us can do as Masonic brothers and, and how our lodge can, can contribute and, you know, make things a little more palatable as a Freemason right now. And it logically follows uh, that Grand Lodge has a role to play in this process as well. And so, you know, when, you, when, you're, the, when you're the Grand Master of a jurisdiction, you have a lot of responsibilities uh, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of discretionary power and so on and so forth. But really, you boil it all down. Uh, what it really comes down to is, you know, am, am I as your grandmaster serving the interests of the brethren, and are we are we moving our craft in the direction that we need to move in order to maintain our relevance and to provide uh, that kind of Masonic experience that each of us expects to receive as a, as a Masonic brother? So, really, in the end, that's what it all comes down to. So. You know, we're now in this conversation at that point where uh, I think it's quite quite reasonable for brethren to say, "All right, Grand Lodge, uh, how can you how can you make things better for for my Masonic experience? What can you do to to help move that forward?" And so, you know, that's that's the question, and that's the one. Uh, you know, as a as a Grand Lodge officer, and uh, you know both of uh, both uh, David and Matt, you've you've been district deputies, so you understand those responsibilities. Uh, Stephen, you've been uh, a master of a lodge, so uh, you know in in each of those roles, uh, you you have a, a, a responsibility and an accountability. So, you know, at this point now, um, it's it's uh, Grand Lodge is the focus for how they can make that contribution. So I should probably jump in here and say that although well, David and I, like, as you said, have been district deputies and I, I know he serves on a committee now for the, for Grand Lodge and I do. And um, honestly, I'm not sure Steve, if, if you do or not, but either way, it doesn't really matter. The point is that we are none of us speaking for our Grand Lodges this evening. And this is all sort of our opinions. And, and yes. uh, I don't want any of this to be misconstrued as, Next thing you know, Grand Lodge is going to do this, and, and we're not speaking in that way. This is just our opinions and our personal opinions. So, yes, thank thank you. I, I should have I should have mentioned that. Yes, I, I used to be, but I'm not anymore. You know, right? Like, uh, yeah. It's in the intro. Uh, just want to make a little short here. Says says to me uh, uh, right after our, the installation where I became immediate past Grand Master. Jim says, "Knock knock," and of course, what do you respond? Who's there? Who's there? His response was not you. <laughs> so, so that's that's a good reminder. Yes, we're not speaking for our grand lodges. This is discussion. Yes. So before we started, David, you said you had like a list of four things. Is that you want to go ahead and get us started? Or well, I wasn't sure if we were going to come back to this. Uh, so we had we had uh, really lent. Barry's time, Grandmaster's time. And so I wasn't sure if we were going to get to the third thing. So my original notes I had discarded actually on the third topic, on this third item. And so I spent some time in 
thought, what, what, what do I want Grand Lodge to do? And ultimately, I have a little bit different insight. As Matt alluded, I was on, I'm still on the long range planning committee for Grand Lodge. I was chairman for a couple of years. And during that time, we, again, revised the, the Grand Lodge long range plan. And this time, instead of trying to create a multi-page document and a, a true strategic plan, we wanted to create more of a pillars or supports a framework that people that could be used to guide the decisions. And so we, uh, when I, when I, when we look at more than one resource, we call it research, but it was plagiarism. Uh, we, we looked at pretty heavily at, at Grand Lodge of BC and Yukon and Grand Lodge of California and other Grand Lodges and what their long range plans were. And uh, you, you will see some very sim- similar items in our long range support uh, document, but four, four of the six, we have, we call them the six supports and the four of them directly relate to what I would like to see our Grand Lodge do and continue to do. Uh, our Grand Lodge, I think, has done a recently, for sure, in the last three or four months, has done a good job of trying to provide education online. We've started to, twice a month now. Uh, they, the leadership uh, committee does online training. We've had three, two or three of them now, and as well, our senior Grand Warden did uh, the six steps program virtually. And it was very well attended. And so I think they're trying to do some good stuff online. So four of the things, four of the supports are membership experience, Masonic education, leadership and management, and beyond the lodge. So the first membership experience, engage and retain members and their families through an enhanced, sustaining, and relevant membership experience. And so I think the family's part could be enhanced a little bit, but I know that they're through our Washington Masonic Charities, they're working on the, what they call the Masonic Care, uh, Mason's Care Program, which is our Widow's Outreach Program. And they're really emphasizing that. Byron Creature, who's been, who is a member of the, staff member of the Washington Masonic Charities and a brother. uh, He has been on all of the district meetings talking about Washington Masonic Charities and the things they're doing. And uh, there's been a great response. Unfortunately, there's been some tragedy, tragedy in our, Grand Lodge. One of our lodges was burned to the ground, Molden, Washington, and uh, actually the whole city, most of the city was burned. And so their Washington Masonic Charities was able to step in and really facilitate opportunities for helping the Masons and the community. So it really brought Masonic Charities to light and and it was great to have that, to have that system already in place, essentially to help those. So uh, engaging retaining members, I think is we as Masons and Grand Lodge could do a better job. I think Washington Masonic Charities is doing a good job, but technically they're a separate group, right? So I think they could continue. Grand Lodge can continue to engage and retain members and families. Uh, Masonic education, I like I've said, they're they're doing a pretty good job of educating now. It was this. I think it was a big step for them to to allow the education to be online and to be recorded. Uh, the Lodge Leadership Retreat, which is a, a multi-day series of classes that we have every year, was not allowed to happen, of course. And so they delayed it, and then it wasn't allowed to happen again. And so the Lodge Leadership, I happened to be on that committee as well. And uh, we talked about what we could do. And we said, hey, let's do this virtually. Let's do this virtually. I'm, I'm pushing virtually. Uh, and so we decided to take the chairman 
pulled all of the member, this deacons and uh, deputies and everybody, and said, "What? Just from the titles of the classes, didn't even have the descriptions. Just from the titles, what what are the top classes you'd like to see?" And so he took the top six or eight classes, and we're creating, the, we're doing those virtually. So uh, this last one was on leadership. It was actually a really great leadership class. Our senior grand warden taught that one, and so. Uh, what I think, again, we could do is maybe continue to in, to educate the community about the, frater- the fraternity's intriguing and during history. Although I was, you know, we, we've been doing commercials on TV and on radio for last, how long, Matt? Like four years, I think now, or five. It's been, it's been a, quite a long time. It's a great program that our PR committee, uh, Roger Nelson, very wishful, Roger Nelson implemented through a statewide communication group. I don't know the details and the name of it, but it's an, it's a really cool program. The only other organization they've ever done this with is the Washington National Guard. But basically it's a, disc, a discounted opportunity for unique organizations. And so you see, if you watch TV, you'll see these commercials quite regularly, or if you listen to the radio, they're on quite regularly. And just a small story. I was at a, birth, a retirement party on the other day and the folks that were there were talking about, they didn't know much about Masons, didn't know my friend was a Mason that was there. And they said, yeah, I hear it on TV and I see it on the radio, hear it on the radio all the time. And so it was a neat opportunity to talk about that program and to that it's, that it's actually doing some things. And we're getting, of course, some leads, if you will, inquiries of men that are learning and want to learn about Masonry. So it's, again, we're doing an okay job of that. I think we could continue to provide community or non-Masonic focused or non-Masonic directed education and talk about our, as it says in the long range plan, the intriguing and enduring history values, practical application of our principles and relevance to today's society. I think uh, most much for Russ Cervonia is a great example of the opportunity for that through the civility program. And so boy, what, especially in these times, what an opportunity for Masons in that civility program to really say, Hey, we've got something that can help people work through things, if you will. Um, I'm going to skip leadership management flex it because I've got a little bit of a rant there, but beyond the lodge instill a wider Masonic perspective inside and outside the fraternity by deepening the connection between members, lodges, the worldwide body of Freemasonry, concordizations, and the public at large. So I think I talked about that a little bit, that connecting to the community and connecting to others, continuing to connect now to other organizations. So Matt talked about the, the, uh, the uh, esoteric uh, seminar, the conference that went on this weekend. So that's the opportunity for Masons from outside of other areas. And so I think, could our Grand Lodge facilitate something like that? Matter of fact, on one of the district meetings, uh, very worshipful brother Richard Kovac was on there and he said something about teaching and training and he said, hey, let's chat afterwards. And so, of course, you know, a five minute conversation ends up being an hour with <laughs> with any Mason usually. And so he he and I talked about the idea of, because he was attending that, uh, he had just gone to the Masonic Day or Masonic Con, the virtual Masonic Con conference. And he said, we, we, need, we need to bring something like that to Washington or the West Coast. I said, yes, I've, I've been wanting to do something for a long time. I just don't have the bandwidth. And so he and I talked for quite a long time and he, he tried to say, well, I'd really like you to be the champion. And I said, well, I'd really like you to be the champion. <laughs> so we need to find a champion, Matt, uh, <laughs> that wants to, wants to run one of those. But I will gladly support you for mine. Exactly. Everybody wants to support. So the last thing I'm leaving is the leadership and management. It says strengthen the leader, our leaders and cultivate new ones, strengthen management and govern governance effectiveness at all levels. I think that's something 
that Masons and especially Grand Lodge or Grand Lodges or international organizations, like maybe a Scottish Rite or, or York Rite or whatever, we talk a lot about management of lodges and management of members and management of things. But I think leadership and yes, leadership and management are inter- they're tied together. You can't separate them really, but leadership is different than management. And so I was talking to, I think I was our grand secretary a while back about the idea of leadership. And cause I had made calls with our lodge leadership tree talking about what classes you like to, to see. And, and, a lot of them were talking about it's called a lodge leadership retreat, but it's really a lot of classes about management of the lodge and management of members and management of the books and relationships, that kind of stuff. It's not so much about leadership. And so I thought, you know, why isn't it that Harvard, why isn't Harvard coming to us and saying, Whoa, what is this awesome leadership program you have as Masons? And we need to know what that is or whatever university, insert whatever university name, you know, if we don't have something, which we don't, we should go out and look at the Harvard University Leadership Program or whatever prestigious university. Uh, I know that BC and UConn, you guys have a, the leadership, uh, what was that, Matt, we had that interview with that, that, uh, I can't think of that guy's name, I'm sorry. Uh, he, he, he was, he was in a, in the middle of a leadership program that studied one of the requirements was to, to check with other grand lodges. Yes. Yeah. yeah most, uh, most of brother Stephen Godfrey. Yeah. <clears throat> that was, yeah. that was a neat idea. And so I, it just, it's, I think, I think our grand lodge could do a better job of, I don't, I'm not a fan of recreating the wheel. I think that it'd be better to take Harvard's, if there is one, uh, Harvard's leadership program and just adapt it to masonry so that when Harvard identifies, spends millions of dollars and identifies a new leadership training system, then we can just adapt their new leadership system. Because I, I think leadership, we talked about it, uh, it was just released last week about how Mason applying the tenets of masonry is effective in business. And so uh, it's, I, I think that we can learn a lot from just general leadership training. It doesn't have to be specific to masonry. So I'll get off my soapbox now, but sorry. <laughs> so those are my four things. Who's next? <laughs> Steve, do you have thoughts? <clears throat> well, I have a lot of thoughts. They're pretty random, but, um, <laughs> you know, the one, the one thing that I think that, you know, our Grand Lodge can be doing for us now in these times is maybe communicating better uh, directly with the membership. Um, I think that there are a lot of secretaries and lodges that are not active at the moment because um, they've gotten away from the meetings, they've gotten away from doing everything on a regular basis. So their activity is pretty dormant. Um, And a lot of secretaries, for example, aren't checking their email on a regular basis because they don't think anything's happening. Yet there's a, 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 you know, an email comes out from Grand Lodge that that says, uh, you know, please forward this to your membership. This is happening this weekend. And, you know, it's of time sensitive nature. Now, 
thankfully in my lodge, there's a fellow who oversees the email program and sends out the uh, messages on behalf of the secretary uh, when he's not uh, on top of things, right? So we have backups in place for uh, uh, several things in our lodge that way. Uh, we have a backup for our treasurer and, and so on. We, it's a good thing that we do in our lodge to support each other, right? But um, I noticed that Grand Lodge had sent out the message to the lodges, but not to all the membership. And maybe it's because they don't have a current database or, or something like that. But um, maybe, uh, you know, the old-fashioned thing of, picking up the phone and letting the secretaries know there's things in their mailbox and how you doing, by the way, we haven't heard from you in a while. Right. Uh, just that personal touch or something like that, you know, just a little more effective communication. Cause I know there's a lot of guys, you know, that, are, you know, wonder what's happening, you know, they, what, what's Grand Lodge doing right now, you know, and um, uh, I think that getting the message out as to what they are doing is very important. Um, the EB we have goes out electronically and it's become a very large document. And some of the brethren have commented that they've, they've not gone through the whole thing just because it's way too long. Other, others have commented what awesome content there is and so much of it, right? So, you know, you, like you say, you can please some of them some of the time, but not all of them, none of the time, right? Um, but yeah, that, that was my number one thing that I could, I, I couldn't really think of a lot of things that I could ask Grand Lodge to do now in these times to uh, improve our, um, uh, our lodge experience. Um, that was, that was really the, the one thing that stood out. The other, I, I, you know, it just comes to mind. Another thing that they could be doing is helping lodges that are not, um, technology savvy um, get up to speed with that and their memberships maybe a little bit of education for some of the lodge officers or something like that as to the tools they have available um, to them you know you know all these things are, are there and for us that use them every day they're, they're second nature right we don't even think about it but some of the lodges that maybe are a little more rural and um, aren't technology savvy and they're not adopting these things into their lodge uh, or haven't at, until this point, um, maybe they need some help in, in this manner, of, you know, so they can communicate with their brethren. Interesting. You know, David, uh, you know, your comment earlier on about, uh, I think um, education, the key thing that I heard there was uh, the Grand Master was asking the brethren, what's most important for you? What topic should we be discussing? What topic should we be uh, marshalling some resources to deliver? I mean, that's, to me, that that's a, that's a key role. It's a very, very important part of a Grand Lodge is reaching out, asking, and and trying to respond. You know? So, I mean that you know that's the difference uh, between management and, and and leadership. You know, management is a set of skills and a set of policies and procedures. Uh, leadership is identifying what's needed uh, through a variety of ways, 
putting a plan together and inspiring brethren to uh, take it up. So, you know, that it's, it's encouraging. Uh, it's encouraging to hear, hear that the grand master is reaching out. That's, that's pretty important. You know, and, you know, and Stephen, uh, you know, your comment about uh, communicating part of the, I know firsthand part of the challenge of, of, uh, of communications, how do you manage that? Uh, you know, we've got 133, 133 lodges and, you know, 5,600 brethren. Uh, so we do know from past experience that we don't have, we don't have the contact information for a portion of those brethren. And uh, so, you know, the, the uh, communication protocol uh, typically Masonically is, is, uh, Grandmaster to district deputies to district lodges. It's kind of how it works. So, and I agree. So this, this is the reason why one of the reasons why I put this put this paper together again to revisit it is because it's kind of a dead zone over the summer. There's a lot of lodges don't meet. We go dark, and so traditionally. There's not a lot of communication between brethren over the over summer months in most in most areas. This year was different because of because of the uh, the challenges that we've had in terms of not being able to meet. So we've actually in many lodges been communication over the summer has been substantially greater than it's ever been. Uh, again, because uh, a number of brethren and a number of masters and a number of district deputies wanted to keep brethren engaged. And so you find ways to do that. So. Yeah, most definitely. I, um, uh, the, um, the other thing that uh, uh, I, I was trying to figure out how to help the lodge in was, um, you know, all the guys that were in the six-step program before, you know, uh, before COVID started, you know, is there maybe something that, uh, you know, maybe those, um, maybe Grand Lodge could host a Zoom event where there's, uh, you know, like one of those Masonic days where we hold an open thing to the public and um, there's different presentations and maybe it's only a three-hour thing Maybe it's only a two-hour thing with uh, some bits on it um, that uh, are well thought out and planned that are going to answer a lot of questions uh, through their presentation. Um, that you know, maybe uh, we can send it out and arrange this well in advance, and and we can get our uh, prospects to it uh, from all over the province. Um, you know, maybe they they would feel a little. Uh, more love. I, I call our guys regularly, uh, once a month. The guys that I have in my six-step program, all six of them, I talk to them every month, and um, they really appreciate that. Um, but I was like, what can I do for these guys that um, would be different? And maybe Grand Lodge can help with something like that. I just made a note of it. Fantastic. Matt, what do you get? What What are your three or two or one or whatever or four or ten maybe? <laughs> I think everything that I've I have on my my page here is sort of already been said. It's, I mean, communications is is key, obviously during during this whole craziness, 
And I feel like there are lodges, the ones I'm familiar with in my district, at least, because people still call me because no one saw my successor installed as district deputy because they didn't have grand lodges here. So I still get phone calls asking me district deputy things. But the um, the from what I've seen in the lodges in the district, there are a couple that are doing a great job of having Zoom meetings and getting emails out to everybody and, and communicating. And, you know, there's some guys who, who yeah, get together and, you know, just call each other and like, like you were saying, Steve, and that sort of thing. And there, there's another, at least one lodge in the district that has done nothing. And so essentially, you know, they had a meeting in February, I guess was the last meeting, and then just radio silence. And, you know, that it makes you think that, makes you wonder if there's going to, they're going to be there when, the, when meetings start again, you know, who's going to show up. So uh, I sort of, I don't know how they would do it, but if there were some way for Grand Lodge to establish a floor to support these groups that are, you know, I don't know if it's a matter of, you know, calling the masters and saying, Hey, what can we do to help you? Or if it's holding their feet to the fire or what it is, but there's some, if there's some way to, just to check up on, I mean, through the deputies, I guess, check up on, I know our new deputy has been calling their secretary, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of a mess, but if there's some way to reinforce so that things don't, everything doesn't fall through the cracks between now and when we start again, hopefully someday soon. So, so what you're saying is like, there, there's a, um, a, a minimum expectation for what should be occurring uh, at a Masonic Lodge under the current circumstances? Is that, is that what you're suggesting? Yes, and even if it's even if it's different from, from lodge to lodge, at least there, there should be something. I mean, heck, even if you're sending out paper copies of a trestle board, there's got to be something. I, I would want more than that. I would want, you know, maybe phone calls to the older guys or, or whatever the, the program that your lodge figures out is. If you're a younger lodge and everyone's tech savvy and uses Zoom like we are now, great. If not, phone calls, whatever it is. Yeah, some kind of expectation of communication of, yes, we're still here. Because I know we're getting ready to send out our dues notices here soon. And, you know, hey, we haven't heard you from you in nine months. Here's a, here's a dues notice. <laughs> it's going to be, a, you know, a, a, a rude awakening for some people. It, it's actually my one gripe about, uh, to get on a sidetrack, my one gripe about Grandview, which as I've said on this program before, I, I really like as a program, as a secretary, is it doesn't say who's getting the emails on the email. So I get an email from Grand Lodge that says, hey, this program is happening. And I don't know if my whole lodge has gotten it or if it's just me or what. So it's it's kind of confusing sometimes. And people say, oh, why did I get three copies of this? And I didn't know. But it's better to have too much communication rather than not enough, I suppose. Um, another thing uh, was mentioned earlier, uh, our Grand Master has been having these once a month or so get together on Zoom, uh, anyone can show up and, and ask him questions and that sort of stuff. And I'm surprised how many people ask the same questions and questions that have been answered in previous meetings. And, you know, it's, I wish there were some way to say, you know, dudes, let's, here's let's, the let's say it together. When are we going to meet? It's <laughs> always the same question. When are we going to hold elections? When are we going to have an installation? And well, just just a suggestion for you: he could record his Zoom meeting <laughs> and, and post them on the Grand Lodge website. So anybody who missed that previous meeting, you know, hey, go there, and then you know they won't be so tempted to ask. Well, the they'll questions. they'll still ask. But They're my nice lodge things. is different. We should have our meetings because. And you know, dude, Dad said no. Just, just go back to your room. Dad said no. <laughs> There's a. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is is um, 
um, how 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 clear how clearly communicated was the grandmaster's? Uh, I presume he's 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 closed all the lodges. There's there's no meetings. That was clearly communicated. Uh, yeah, you see, part of part of the part of the frustration when when you do these things again, you know, having had this experience, is not all not all secretaries communicate out to the brethren. And so as a consequence, I mean, I can recall having, having a, 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 few, a few conversations with guys that were quite upset uh, about something that had been, you know, had been communicated weeks earlier. You know, you come by for a visit or you're on an official visit or something like that and, and somebody buttonholes you and is really annoyed, you know, how come... Well, we sent that notice out two months ago. Well, nobody told me, you know. So, um, you know that it it kind of falls towards falls towards Grand Lodge in that regard. So, well, in, in yeah, many it, cases, it's not it's not a Grand Lodge issue. So, yeah, and they, and they, and they see it that way. But you know, we've been talking about that in our lodge uh, about. The fact that we send email communications now and we don't have a phoning committee anymore and we don't have the mail out notice anymore and you know people are feeling like technology's taken our, our lodge away from a lot of the things that were to them traditional right um and you know when you think about now communicating messages out um, I think having Grand Lodge having a phoning committee, phoning all those secretaries, um, or, you know, maybe their plan would be to email all the secretaries, the ones that don't respond, get a phone call, right? Um, so that you know that they're getting the communications forwarded on to the brethren, because, it, you know, a lot of the guys who were already retired, now they really have nothing to do now that Lodge is not there. So, you know, they've gone fishing a lot more and so on. So, you know. And as so, yesterday also was the uh, District Two Lodge Leadership Retreat presentation on on how to run a meeting. Uh, but one of the guys who does the communication lesson always says that the biggest thing about communication is the the illusion that it happened. And a lot of times, you you, you sort of say, "What more can Grand Lodge do?" You know, it's it's sort of like you were saying, Steve, about the you know the emails too long. I didn't read it. You know, well then you don't know what's going on. It, it's yeah. Anyway. It's a, a tangled mess, and unfortunately, not one that we are going to resolve before our time runs out, which is right about now. So, um, I guess, most worshipful sir, do you have any any final thoughts on on Grand Lodge and and how it can help during these times? Well, you, you know, again, I think the the original premise of our the start of our discussion was, you know, each of us has a role to play in in making our Freemasonry that we experience. Uh, meet our needs and it's not this is not a passive process you know we have to be uh, actively engaged in this and our lodges have to be actively engaged our districts and and of course our our grand lodge officers so if you take the personal responsibility and you start from there how can i how can i make freemasonry work for me and in and make my world better uh, if you start from that pre premise and then kind of build it up, everything everything will everything will align, 
And, uh, you know, we each have roles to play at the various uh, hierarchical levels in our organization. But if we start from that premise of I'm responsible for my Freemasonry, I have to make this work for me, that I have to make this work for my brothers and then my lodge, my district and my jurisdiction. I think, you know, we have to, I think, start from there, inside out. Well, me for one, I want to say thank you very much, Most Worshipful Brother Birch, for your time and, and, and again for coming on to our podcast yet another time. We, uh, we really appreciate you and the, and the striking conversations we have. Thank yes. you. Thanks very much. Uh, stay well, brethren. Yes. Uh, thank you, Most Worshipful. And on behalf of Steve and David, oh, he, he unmuted, but he's back to mute again. So uh, on behalf of Steve and David and myself, thanks for joining us on this conversation on the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. Goodbye.